Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome to the show today. I'm so thrilled to have here two beautiful women who I admire and adore, who I have had the privilege of working with this past year in helping them to learn how to share their story. But they are now stepping into a brand new chapter where they're about to become published authors with the great Canadian women. She is strong and free, which is coming out this summer in 2021. And I really wanted to bring them onto the show so that we could talk about What's it like to actually commit, go through the process, and publish your story in a collaborative book? So I'm thrilled to welcome Ashley and Sarah today. Welcome to the show today. Hi. So I'm going to ask you both to introduce yourself. Why don't you go first, Sarah? Uh, Sure. So I'm Sarah. I am a soon-to-be author, and I'm also a registered nurse. I was diagnosed with a learning disability at a young age, which led me to hiding from the world. Um, afraid that I wasn't capable or worthy of achieving my goals. But through the last year in this process, I have learned how truly capable I am. And I now genuinely believe that I am able to achieve my dreams. Um, And I am on a mission as a result of this to help other women to come overcome judgment as well as their selves to ultimately show up and live the life of their dreams. I love that. Absolutely love that. And you're definitely doing that. Ashley. I'm Ashley, and I'm a registered early childhood educator. I work in kindergarten. Um, I have a passion for working with children um, and thrive on volunteering with those that need a little bit of extra support. Um, I am a fierce mother, a bit of a protector with a gentle side and a caring heart. Uh, Through my challenges and my own experiences navigating life as a single mom, I know the power of self-care, boundaries, and owning my choices. And as a self-love advocate, I'm on a mission to help others shift their experiences and their world regardless of their circumstances. And I just want to show everybody that change is possible. I love it. Absolutely love it. So where did you, how did you both get to this space of thinking that, okay, this is my story. This is what I've gone through. And I want to learn how to not hide that part of myself, or I want to learn how, what process did you go through to get to the point of saying, okay, I actually want to learn more about this, or I want to do something with this. Sarah. So I think... I don't think so. I through the last year and working with like mentorship, um, the vision and how I saw my life experiences changed. So I moved from being like angry and victim and blaming um, specifically my parents for the events that happened in my life. And it shifted to a place of gratitude. Um, 
which allowed me to see my story from a different perspective. I've always wanted to share what I went through um, in my elementary school years. I just didn't know how. And when I reached this new perspective on my life, it was a no-brainer. I was I was ready to to share it because I was able to share it in a way that would actually potentially help other people, which is what I wanted to do. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I love that. Ashley. Um, I truthfully didn't like drowning in my own misery. And I didn't um I didn't ever want to be pitied and I didn't want people to like think negatively about me. Mm-hmm. So I decided very early on that I wasn't going to let my situation and what had happened to me define me. And I wasn't going to let people make their own assumptions, which we all do. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I needed to show that there was a powerful side of me. And that's kind of where it started for me. I just, I wanted to get through, I wanted to be the best version of me for my kids first, then mm-hmm. it turned into being the best version of me for me. And then I wanted to show other people that it really can happen. You are capable of doing it. Um, I used to see women like Marsha and like other people um, that put themselves out there that have so much um, power in their lives as someone that I could never be. And that is who I am now. And mm-hmm. I want people to know that I can go where you can go from that small town, little wee quiet person, you know, kind of stuck in the bubble of everything, letting people's expectations sit on you to being someone who is fully in charge of your life and coming from the darkness. You don't have to hide. You can be truthful and share your life with everybody. So I love that. Absolutely love that. So here's the thing is, is that what you're both saying is, is that we're all capable of being a leader, right? In our own lives, as well as in others. And I think this is the part that people miss is I've had people say, well, how do I get to be a leader? And I'm like, you can't be a leader until you can lead yourself in your own life. Like you have to learn how to do that. Is that something, and I know it firsthand, but is that anything that you could both reflect or share on in this past year, how you lead yourself differently than say you did before? Sarah? Taking responsibility for my mindset Mm -hmm. and how I react to different situations. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. has definitely has been a huge, a, a significant shift in the last year, instead of, you know, blaming for other people for making me feel a certain way, mm-hmm. taking responsibility about how I react to what they've done or said, or how I'm feeling. Can I just elaborate on that a little bit in the sense that you being a nurse in what we have gone through this past year, how powerful is that lesson? Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, huge. (laughs) Right. I just put it, I just thinking about it and I'm thinking like, it's, that has probably made a big difference in your life in this past year. Yeah. So, you know, as a nurse, a lot changed in a really short period of time and we got really, I shouldn't speak for everyone else, but I got really afraid really fast um, Mm -hmm. and actually lost control at the beginning. I'd say late 2019, um, I decided that I needed to make a career change. I was, I was burnt out. Um, and I actually made that change in early 2020. And I learned that I had no control early on when I was actually pulled back to the department that I had left. And it, it was a hard few months. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really had to surrender what, 
to what I can and cannot control and, and my reaction to the situations. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. Cause I just, I just could see the parallels between that, the lessons you've learned and what you, what you personally have gone through this past year. How about you, Ashley? Um, I was never able to see myself as a leader. I think that other people um, did. And I get that from people often. Like, I don't know why you didn't see that in you, but I never did in me until recently. I never thought that I had value or worth. So when you have no value and no worth, it's really hard to believe that putting yourself out there actually can be the good for somebody. Um, I just always thought, you know, if I speak up and I say what I have to say, it doesn't really matter. It's not going to make a difference anyways. Um, And to some point, I still think I'm not, there's battles I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to die on that hill, as Mm -hmm. it said. Um, But I can use my voice now for good. And Mm -hmm. that is something that I, that pushes me, that keeps me going now is I have a voice and I can use it and I can use it to maybe lead one day. You're already leading. But yes, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had to, it was right there. It was right there. How do you shift? Cause I have seen that growth in both of you. How do you shift to see that you have self-worth and value? How do you shift that? Like, how did you go through that process? And maybe somebody else will be able to see themselves in your story to understand, because I understand I had to go through that process too. doesn't matter which one wants to go first. Oh, I'm going to pick. It's like class all over again. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's pointing at me. Um, I, I realized that I was hiding from the world, like hiding myself from the world. And I was only showing up as like with a small piece of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it once I kind of made this first realization, it all kind of tumbleweeded from there where all of a sudden, you know, I started you know, I committed to this chapter and I've started, you know, brain dumping and I realized how truly capable I am. Mm-hmm. Whereas prior to that, like, yes, I went to school and I got a degree, like, and I, I did all of these, you know, big things, but I didn't actually believe that I could because mm-hmm. these big things weren't necessarily things that I actually wanted to do. I did them for a variety of other reasons. So now it's, you know, I believe that I can do the things that I want and not just doing things to make other people happy. Oh, that's huge. There's so many people right now that are going to hear that message and go, yep, I understand. And they might look at it and think, I don't know how to do that, but it is a journey. And I think when you can come to the space of learning and understanding your worth, then it opens up so many other doors of possibility, right? Because if we don't feel that we're worthy, then we can literally shut down opportunities that are right there for us. Like we just shut them down. Cause it's like, no, I can't take that. I can't take that help. Absolutely. But so much of that learning piece, like believing that I'm capable and worthy of this life came from forgiveness. Mm. Cause I was so angry for so like for 30 years, I've been so angry and, and, but I never would have told you that I was upset because mm-hmm. I didn't know I was right. It was all this carried baggage. And all of a sudden I forgave and it's, it's freedom. And now I see all of the possibility and I'm so thankful for this experience. I love that you said that. I, because I think sometimes I forget when I look back on my own journey and I forget some of the steps that I went through, 
I remember the point where I actually embraced forgiveness was when a lot of things changed. A lot changed. I was really angry for a long time, very resentful, very angry, and almost just getting to the space of realizing that the anger was only hurting me and not changing any of my situation. That it was like, okay, so this is a choice and I have to learn how to let go of that. But the first thing I had to learn how to do is to just forgive myself and forgive others that were involved, but it changed everything. Yeah. It absolutely changed everything. Yeah. One day at a time. One day at a time. What about you, Ashley? How any tips or lessons you can take from changing your self-worth and embracing the value that you can bring to the world? Um, First off, I will say that um, three years ago, I had no self-worth. I hated everything about who I was and what I was able to um, put out into the world. I never thought that it was enough. I suddenly found myself alone in 2018 and I based my worth on that time on my relationship and how other people saw me. I didn't value me at all. I wasn't worthy of anything. And suddenly when that piece of the worth couldn't, wasn't there anymore, I didn't have anything left. I couldn't give to the people that I wanted to give to. And I couldn't say I am valuable because I am his wife. I am valuable because I am their coworkers and I work really hard because I was drowning in life that I didn't have any of that to Mm -hmm. give. Mm -hmm. So I had to literally start back from, I don't know, I guess my teenage years is where I put it back to and say, I am worthy, but I lost myself in there. How do I find it now? So it was a really big soul searching time and still is for me to find, you know, my worth, what I give the world, not what I give the world as someone's spouse or as my children's mom or as someone's coworker, what me, Ashley, as a person gives the world. Mm, I love that. That is such a great, such a great explanation. Now, we, you both came to this space of deciding to write a collaborative chapter in the great Canadian women. Um, she is strong and free. And when did you commit to that? Was that late last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just December. December. Yeah, December-ish. Yeah. So what was that like when you were just on that verge of saying, okay, I think I'm going to say yes, but oh my God, like I, what, what tipped you over to say, I have to follow through with this? So I knew about the chapter and that they were looking for people. And I can still, I can tell you, I was sitting in my car. I was driving home from work and I was just like, I have, there was just like this burning inside me. I had to do it. And I, so I called my mom and I was like, mom, I just made a decision. I'm doing something crazy. And she was like, all in, like do it. Um, So, you know, so I reached out to my aunt because she's my other person. And I'm like, Denise. And she's like, hold the phone. Let's break this down. Um, and you know, but ultimately she was hundred percent supportive and I had to do it. And it was like this tipping point that I finally had a perspective of my story that I could share. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I couldn't not share it with the world. Like it, there was no other, there was no question of what am I going to do this or not? Because I'm, it was happening. Mm-hmm. As soon as you make the decision, it's like, there's just no going back after that. Yeah. No, we're going to dive into the writing process in a second. Ashley, I want to know what was the turning point for you where you said, I'm going to do this. Um, 
primarily it was actually the Great Canadian Woman blog that I wrote. Um, I had a lot of limiting beliefs and I decided to put myself out there with their blog and I couldn't believe the reaction that I got from people. It was like people were just dying to hear what I had to say and that was scary because I didn't believe that that would ever happen. So the opportunity came out to write in the book and I hemmed and hawed about it. But in the back of my mind, I knew like it just kept calling me. It's what I needed to do. But like Sarah, I reached out to everybody and I actually wanted somebody to be like, oh, you probably shouldn't do that. You're not ready. Because mm-hmm. then they would like, you know, help my brain to be like, yeah, maybe I'm not ready. But nobody did that. Right. Everybody kept going like, yeah, that's a great idea. You should definitely do that. Like you have so much to offer. So that's kind of where it started for me. And then once I committed, it was still, again, going back and forth. But I made the right choice and I've been called to do Mm -hmm. it. So I needed to follow through with it. Yeah, you've both been called to write. I think what's really fascinating about this is, as you both share, how you reached out to people um, within your circle that you have surrounded yourself with people who do believe in you probably more than you believe in yourself in that stage. Right. Like that. And that's, that's not a bad thing. A lot of people like think that that's a bad thing. It's not when we lack belief in ourselves, which I'm going to go ahead and say is majority of the population, to be honest, when we lack belief in ourselves, it's so important that we surround ourselves with people that we can borrow some belief from until we can believe more in ourselves. And when that happens and you get to that stage, then you get to believe in somebody else and help them along that journey. Right. So I'm glad that you both had people who encouraged you to continue to follow through with that. So as you started the writing journey, I would love to know what that experience was like for you because I've done, um, I think three different collaborative chapters and then the two books. And I'm just, I'm submitting for the great Canadian women. She means business. And that was just another experience again, that I was like, okay, I remember what this is like. And it's, it is an experience. So what was the experience like for you? Go ahead, Sarah. So going in, I had a pretty good idea of what it was that it was going to write. It was like a no brainer. It'll take me, you know, a weekend. We'll get it done. I'm, I brain dumped it out. We're there. Um, and then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took, I mean, I've got a stack of, of printouts from when I, from the whole process of it actually took a lot more time than I was expecting to get it to where it, it got. And I'm, I'm so proud of where I was able to get it to. Um, and there's, there's things in that chapter that a, I can't believe I'm sharing with the world. Um, and B that I didn't even know until I was well into the writing process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, all, it just continued to evolve and, and the learning that came out of it, there's, there's a lot that I just never expected. And yeah, it, you can't go back. Cause once you do that, then all of a sudden you can see like, Oh, like I, I did that. I could do that. That was quite the, like, you can't, you can't read those lessons in a book. It's by going through that, that you, you see that. Mm-hmm. Or even it gets, I journal, but it's, it was even different than that. It's like journaling, like there's still this block that I only let get myself so far. And for some reason with the chapter and because I had this purpose of, of wanting to help other people mm-hmm. and for them to, to believe in themselves after reading my chapter, that it, it got to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. I love it. Absolutely love it. How about you, Ashley? What did you learn during the process? Well, 
at first, actually, I was bitchy and guarded, and I didn't want to take anybody's suggestions on how I should be writing. I'm going to put that out there. You can. It's all good. <laughs> and that I will apologize to the people who were trying to help me along the way. But I just, I think some of that was that I didn't want to necessarily feel it all over again. Like, when I did the um, program with you a year ago, I did the same thing. I didn't want to put my words on paper because then it's like you have to feel it and you have to process it again. And I mean, like how many freaking times do you have to process your life over and over and over again? Clearly a lot, because every time I would put the words down on the paper, I like I would empty an entire Kleenex box, just crying like a freaking baby. And then I'd read it after and be like, I hate this anyways. So honestly, the process for me went like that quite a bit and then I got to the point where I just stopped putting it on paper because I actually knew that I had to process it in my brain first it wasn't helping me to do it that way um, and it wasn't about me needing to say I'm not doing it your way it was just that I truly had to feel it myself so I would think and think and think and think and then finally I was able to put it on paper and once I did that I hated it I actually redid it twice and then still had that feeling like it's not enough. So it's been a bit of a bumpy road and scary, but at the same time, like liberating and exciting. Like it's truly been a roller coaster up and down. It's See? a massive, massive yeah. roller coaster, <laughs> massive roller coaster. I love that you said that. And I think that that's what it can look like when you're writing. Like it's, it's, there's this, almost this, um, imposter syndrome that you go through. That's such a buzzword right now, but it is an imposter syndrome because it's thinking like, is there value in this? Is this actually going to be something that people want to read? Um, but you, like, you can't fail when you show up as yourself. Like you, you can't fail because that like, you just can't, but it's all those stories that we have and we hold on to. And then it tells us through that process. And I think you could interview, you know, 20 different people and everybody's going to have something different as in an experience of writing their chapter. It is, it's a different challenge to write a chapter because you you have to condense so much in and stay on track, right? Because we all have so many different facets of our life that we could include in, but we can't include everything in one chapter. So you have to find one way to do it and still be able to teach people and hopefully have them walk away with some value from what you've written. So it's, if you're listening to this, I, I can just say it's a lot harder than you think it's going to be when you, when you write a chapter. So you go through this process, you put yourself out there, you share that story, and now we're in the state where we're getting ready for it to go into pre-sale, right? So this is pre-sale starting in the next couple of weeks by the time this comes out. Um, so that's going to be a different level of vulnerability as well, because all of a sudden it's different to write it and it's different to hand it to your lead author or to hand it to, and then all of a sudden it starts to go into print. Um, what are you feeling when it comes to that process? Anything different? Any thoughts crossing through your mind? Just want to share a little bit. So it's up and down. Mm -hmm. There's moments where I want to hide in the back of my closet and never come out mm -hmm. because I can't believe, <laughs> um, some of the stuff that I share is just, it's yeah. Um, I'm terrified about how people are going to react. Mm -hmm. um, 
But we all know your your story is about you, right? Yes. No, I know. Um, But it's just, I'm just nervous um, about how people are going to react to it. But I'm also like excited and I would like to get on top of my house and scream to the world that A, I, I frigging did this and B, it's so important. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't wait for people to read it. So you're going to, it's like you can either feed, like which one do you feed, right? You can feed the one that is is fearing, which is normal. I think I always go back to, I think fear is a teammate. It's not that there's anything wrong by having fear. It's just that it's just part of the journey. But if you can sit in the energy of the gratitude of actually completing this, of putting this out into the world, of who this is going to help, that will serve you so much more. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. What about you, Ashley? My first thing that I work through is, will it be enough? Mm -hmm. And when my chapter title comes out, it will be ironic that um, (laughs) that is the question that is in my head. Will it be enough? Um, Will it help anybody? And then I also get into that, like, limiting belief area, like, or is anybody even going to buy this? Did I, you know, at least I have a family of six because I know that <laughs> each I'll sell six books because I'll make them buy it. Like that's where I go. And then I go to, oh my God, I did it. This is freaking amazing. Like mm-hmm. I said I was going to do it, mm-hmm. you know, just a couple months ago. And here I am. I freaking did it. I put myself out there and maybe I will change, you know, maybe I will inspire somebody. Maybe I will motivate them for one little piece of their life to want better, to want to change. And then, yeah, it's like, like Sarah said, like it just goes in waves. It's up and down, up and down. Normal, (laughs) normal human behavior. I think this is the thing, right? A lot, like a lot of people assume that once you get to a space that you can show up and you can present as being confident and you can do your posts and you can share your story and you can share your thoughts that it means you don't ever have doubt. And that's just not true. Like, that's just not true. We all, it just depends on how long we stay in that space. Yeah. Yeah. What is a lesson or a message you would like to give somebody who is thinking of sharing their story or going through this process that you're talking about? Is there some message or lesson you would love to share with them? In the front of the book, I'm sorry, Sarah, I'm jumping in here, that uh, you mailed me a year ago. Um, I'm pretty sure it says, keep shining your light. Mm -hmm. And I like to say that to other people now. Mm -hmm. Shine your light. Because for somebody, even if it doesn't feel like it's bright for you, it's really bright for them. So keep shining it. Oh, I love that you just said that. I always forget, but I do. I know that's, it's, we get to a point that the light isn't even for us anymore right? It's not, it's to show others what is possible. And it just, I don't know. It just, it feeds back into us and reminds us to keep going. Yeah. I love that. Sarah. That someone else needs to hear what you have to say. And that if you, if you have a story, like for me, a lot of this came from, I felt alone for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And I want other people who, you know, may not even have the same story to know that they're not alone. So if you have a story that could even make someone feel, you know, the little bit, even a little bit 
like less isolated, then you need to share it mm-hmm. because we all have a story and they're all, they all look different, but at the end of the day, the feelings are all the same. They're all the same. They really are. They, we don't think we, we think that nobody gets us and nobody understands, but I know you've both written enough, um, vulnerable posts, shares, blogs, done things where you've had people reach out to you and say that they could resonate with what you're saying, that they could connect to the words that you're saying. And sometimes we need those, those reminders that to say, you know, these words are important. Somebody else needs help right now. And I think that is part of the energy that I just want to continue to stay a part of. It's just going to keep us going right now more than anything. More than ever, people are alone right now. And if this is one way that we can stay connected. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we will definitely have the information when it is available. This might come in right about the time that this is being released. I want to know what is next for each of you. Where do you think, what do you think is coming next down the pipeline? <laughs> God, I wish I had pictures on Zoom here. You could see the face I just got. <laughs> I don't know. You don't have to know. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know. I I am called to continue sharing. I go back and forth, just like you said before, we have those real feelings, like, you know, um, but I am called to keep going. So I have said it before and I'll say it again. I do want to stand on a stage and speak to someone. It will be scary and I don't know what it's going to be about, but I do want to get there. I also said just a couple months ago, I wanted to write and I wrote, so I will get there. Mm -hmm. I just really don't know. It's so okay. I'm right now going one day at a time, Healing, well, growing, learning, everything. Yeah. You're both in a state where like, again, not saying there's so many people who have been affected and impacted by the pandemic in so many different ways, but as a, as a teacher in school and a nurse, you both have been feeling firsthand a lot of the effects of what's going on right now. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with one day at a time. There's nothing wrong with one day at a time. And the fact that you're still continuing to show up and lift others up in the same time and same process says a lot. It says an absolute lot. Yeah. What about you, Sarah? What's next? Um, in the process of developing a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll we'll see where that goes. Um, bigger than that, I really want to write my own book. Mm-hmm. Um So just we'll see um, one day at a time. And, you know, I I don't know where this is all going to go, but it's going to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm here for all of it. So, yeah, I love it. You both are. You both are. And I'm just so grateful to have had a chance to get to know you both um, much more closely in the last year. And just this has been something that's been really beautiful is having to share a space, getting to share a space with people who are working to stay positive, working to, you know, create impact, lifting each other up, especially in a time like this. I think it was sometime last summer when I think I was so immersed with the online space and growing and connecting with other people that I forget sometimes that people don't have that. Like I forget that people aren't surrounded by um, positive people who want them to rise, who want them to do, do well. I forget that. 
And I, I, you know, I, I had somebody reach out to me the other day and she's like, we have a group text at work and it is so toxic. I don't know what to do with it. It's suffocating me. I'm drowning with it and I don't know what to do. And I'm like, honestly, get off of it. Like if it's that bad, you need to get, well, how am I going to know what is going on at work? And I'm like, it doesn't sound like anything productive is happening in there because it's just a negative space. And I have received that message probably two or three times in the last week. And so I'm just really grateful to be able to share space um, with people like yourself who really want to put some good out into the world and sustain that space and energy. So I'm proud of you both. I really am. And thank you for showing up here with me. Just, you know what, to not have a clue what questions I was going to throw at you. So I'm grateful for you both. And we will promote this book when it comes out. And yes, you will sell more than six copies, Ashley, I promise. Maybe seven, because my aunt will buy one too. (laughs) Eight, I'll buy one. There you go. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Marcia, for having us on here. We appreciate it. And thank you for always pushing us, even though sometimes we maybe don't like it. Thank you. (laughs) Sometimes we don't like it sometimes, but we do it anyways, right? Yes. Yes, we show up. We show up. Proud of you both. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.